If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you were to call people and allow them to speak, those who have lost, those some who have won, and they are to tell you how people have put their nose into their consciences, you will be shocked how people have decided to put their fingers across the consciences. This was something that I still I will so, never so, agree. As a Swansea MP accuses national executives of masterminding the defeat of some of his colleagues, former minority leader Harun Idrisi tonight confirms that Mutaka Mubarak was a target by powerful forces within the NDC for removal. I shudder with the concern that if there was a major vote, how will this uh, 16, 17 people relate if they so believe what the Honorable Mutaka is speaking to? What the NDC needs now is unity. Also, loss of 17 MPs in the NDC primaries will affect parliamentary business. Details as Harun Idrisu calls for unity. Not the best of development for the cohesion and unity of the party and for the use of experience and the wisdom from those experiences to keep the unity of the NDC and the parliamentary organ together. We have details as calls for unity is being trumpeted by the party. Also tonight, elected parliamentary candidate for Ningo Pram Pram backs decision by the special prosecutor to investigate MP aspirant for a drastic Dumase over a suspected case of corruption. Speak up for discipline, and I would maintain and insist that if anybody has fully filed our regulations, be they as a party or as the country, the right sanctions should apply. Also, former President Mahama's 40-city transport support is also being investigated by the special prosecutor. We'll hear from them details of that, plus a statement from the Ghana Integrity Initiative on this. Also tonight, President Akufado gave strongest indication the country will begin to witness economic recovery as he expects the International Monetary Fund to approve a first loan tranche of $600 million as soon as Wednesday. We're going to see the beginning of the recovery because with the approval of the IMF, we're then in a strong position to make other arrangements. And in business, government is expecting to get about $1.2 billion in IMF cash disbursement after the board approves the program this Wednesday. And in sports, head coach of Dreams FC confident of avoiding relegation following the team's securing final bet of the, in the MTN FA Cup. And much later. So we are officially counting down. 96 hours and still counting of cooking over 250 recipes. 27-year-old Hilda Bassi aims for 100 hours after breaking world cooking record earlier today. And we also latest put the spotlight on the timeless proverbs of Sanarugu MP ABA Fuseni, excited about parliamentarians amongst others. So a man who has died in the market, you don't need to announce his funeral. They're saying that you must first have head before you can do. Don't, that's what I say. Don't, don't be in a hurry to count your, your chickens before the eggs hatch. Because you could be mistaken. You count eggs as chicken. We have details of that and more here on Newsnight after this short break. But do well uh, to join us with your thoughts and comments. Via WhatsApp is 055-1111997. I am MFA Apao. My name is Evans Mensah.
visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries, and very essential things you need, battled a long queue to finally pay, only to be told. <laughs> can't pay to a merchant number. The way that thing they pay, eh? But with Vodafone Cash, there is no problem. Now, on Vodafone Cash, you can pay all merchants on all networks. Easy peasy. And you're straight. And you're direct. And you're sharp. From your Vodafone Cash wallet to any merchant number on other networks. So, whether you are buying provisions or fuel, medication or food, whatever the service or need, just pay conveniently from Vodafone Cash to any merchant number. Simply dial star 110 hash to make payment to merchants on other networks today. Vodafone. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. A sky swimming pool, gourmet outdoor restaurant, and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the international airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. For Pepsodent, smiles are one of the most important things we have. The problem is, globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. Pepsodent, with maximum cavity protection, helps to prevent the formation of cavities. Pepsodent, because every smile matters. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. I guess alive your news night is on Joy 99.7 FM. And let's start with politics, shall we? As Swasi MP accuses national executives of the NDC of masterminding the defeat of some of his colleagues, former minority leader Haran Idrisu, is tonight confirming also that Muntaka Mubarak was himself a main target by powerful forces within the NDC for removal. Well, 17 sitting MPs have lost their candidature ahead of the main polls in December 2024, a development which is of concern to the former whip and the former minority leader, Haruna Idrisu. Well, we can hear from the Aswasi MP Mutaka Mubarak, who is accusing national executives of being the mastermind behind the defeat of his colleagues. Listen. These are colleagues who are drawn for election. If you were to call people and allow them to speak, those who have lost, those some who have won, and they are to tell you how people have poked their nose into their consciences, you will be shocked how people have decided to put their fingers across the consciences. This was something that I still would, I would so, never so, agree. So, if I would hear any person doing that, I would have insisted that the person would be brought to book. Look at numbers that we've lost. I'm hearing 17, 16, yes. whichever it is. That is too large a number. Because in 2009, in 2000, uh, prior to the 2020 election, we were only 109 in the chamber. With the leader, Haruna, we worked so hard to make sure that minimum loss was achieved. Only nine people lost. If you strike it even by percentages, you see that that was a, a smaller percentage than the loss today. I'm not going to call names. Regardless of the head, I'm not going to stand in the public to wish NDC bad or to say that NDC should break or to, to aggravate the confusion. I'm only drawing attention that, look, we have a lot of work to do, especially our Council of Earth. 
Well, the former minority leader, Haruna Idris, is also confirming the involvement of powerful forces within the NDC fold, which possibly led to the loss of the MPs as well as the stiff opposition those who even won also faced. As for Andamai, we do hear pockets of it. Uh, in fact, the Honorable Muntaka was a target, and Ghanaians will appreciate him someday in the foreseeable uh, future. If there is any member of parliament who provided discipline, provided cohesion, was in control of chamber dynamics, it was the Honorable Muntaka. I have said that I don't want to comment publicly on the reshuffle that happened to me and him and the Honorable Abeji, but just to say that for purpose of the future we are human beings before we are politicians and we ought to be treated as human beings. Beyond that, I don't intend to uh, comment on that. I've put uh, minority leader behind me. In any case, how can my aspiration be to lead opposition? It can't be a worthy political aspiration. I want to be in government mm-hmm. and I'll strive to work to be in government, nothing more. So that is past. As he himself said, we work hard as leaders to increase the NDC uh, parliamentary is from 106 to 137 compared with the presidential outcome it means we did well and Ghanaians appreciated what we did we got a speaker elected we were united thanks to Muntaka show me any minority in the world that can hold a government for six months yet he could keep the unity of the caucus nobody slipped through when we said that we won't allow a Japan uh, the questionable uh, 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 corrupt uh, deal to go through with Ilevi. So it means we provided leadership, but nonetheless, some people have been so put in that position. Well, he also highlights the potential threat, the loss of the 17 MPs posed to parliamentary business going forward if the party does not work to enforce unity among members. Not the best of development for the cohesion and unity of the party and for the use of experience, hands, and the wisdom from those experiences to keep the unity of the NDC and the parliamentary organ together. I shudder would be concerned that if there was a major vote by government tomorrow in parliament, how will this uh, 16, 17 people relate to the matter before them if they so believe uh, what the uh, Honorable uh, Muntaka is uh, speaking to. But all the same, what the NDC needs now is unity. Nothing more than that. But I would want to find out briefly from you, because there were talks also that the party was working against the likes of you as well. What really will be the motive of the national executives in working against the likes of you and Muntaka and the rest of them? Everybody seeking to fight against Haruna Etisu in Tamale South is searching for a needle at midnight. That person would not be successful in darkness. Uh, that's a near impossibility. I have the full backing and absolute support of my constituents, and they don't intend to abandon me now until probably as and when. But I do know that uh, in competitive democratic politics, uh, there are egos to manage. There are people who naturally would want to undermine others. I don't have evidence to that. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to any of the defeated uh, candidates. But just to urge them to work hard with whoever have emerged in their consensus for the NDC to retain those seats and for us to work to improve. My focus in Northern Region is to improve the NDCs from 9, probably to 15 uh, uh, in 2024, working with my colleagues, whether new or old. Okay. And that is my primary uh, focus. 
Well, uh, he did not have anybody contesting him. He went on a post. Uh, Four times. Exactly. Four times he's done that on a post. But many of his colleagues in the House had people challenging them, and 17 of, of them fell. Uh, first, I know you've been trying to reach some of them for, mm-hmm. for comment. Who, well, were you successful in any? No, none of them. Um, unless uh, I, I think the Navrungu Central MP is the only one who's uh, soft in his stance about speaking about this. But we did the former power minister, Dr. Kwabna Donko, Pru East. Um, we called. He he doesn't want to speak about this. Alaji Abia Fuseni of Sanarugu, his phone has been off the whole day it's since trending, yesterday. And still lost. trending. And he has not been able uh, to answer or it's not gone through at all. We also have Alex Adumaku Menso of Central Afran Plains and not been able to reach. He's been unreachable. Edward Bauer, I'm sure the entire newsroom has tried reaching him. It rings at some point, but um, I've been unsuccessful um, speaking to him. Wisdom Gidusu, same. We haven't been able to reach. Abeku Krenzel of Ekumfi, also one of them. Delasoa MP4, Bando 1 with particular called as well. We've called we've called her and it's been unsuccessful as well. Angela Ofuriwa Alowute Afajatu South, unsuccessful. We also have Kobla Mensa Uweyome, South Tongue MP, particularly I called him as well, but um, he wouldn't speak to us. And Thomas Ada Dalu, MP for Chiana Paga, is one of the MPs. Albert Akuka of Garu. Also there, Samson Tangoba Chiragia, Navrungu Central MP. Yes, we would um, subsequently speak to him. And then Oga Justin Teria, Bia West, uh, Peter Kwachiaka, Amenfi Central, Christian Otute in Sege, uh, were unable to reach him. And then Edward Derry Lambusi, he was beating by um, Titus Bayou. And then Sophia Akuaku, currently MP for Obum Domiabra, but she switched to Ayaosu Central NDC Primaries, one of the constituencies that we focused on, and she won't also speak to us just yet. So mm-hmm. these are the 17 MPs um, who have lost their candidature as we speak mm-hmm. in the NDC. Let's speak to uh, Dr. Rashid Dramani with the Africa Parliamentary Network. Joins us on the telephone line right now. Doc, thanks for your time uh, here on Newsnight. Thank you. Great to have you join us uh, via Zoom. And uh, we're struggling to hear him for a bit. We can get his uh, his volume up a bit. Uh, and we just listened to Harun Edrisu concerned that the sheer number of incumbent and DC MPs who've lost the primaries, which means they will not have a chance to contest in the main elections next year, will pose a challenge uh, to the party in, in Parliament. you agree? Yes, Evans, I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I was thinking that um, the fallout from, you know, the, the reshuffle that happened uh, a few months ago I was thinking that the NDC had put that behind it. But if you listen to Haruna and then you listen to Montaka, I think you get a sense that uh, that ghost is still uh, hunting the party. And uh, in terms of absolute numbers, yes, um, comparatively speaking, I mean, the party has done worse than before. But if you look at it, I mean, 12 percent, I mean, that is uh, something to be expected. Uh, Perhaps even more. I mean, if uh, the trends in terms of uh, attrition rates, I mean, uh, anything to go by. But if you dig deep and you uh, begin to look at people with a lot of experience, like Honorable... uh, uh, the Honorable Member for Peru East, um, Dr. Kobna Donko, and others, 
then I think uh, you begin to see, I, I saw two problems, but now listening to the two of them, I see three problems. The first problem, uh, Evans, is how do you manage parliamentary business between now and when uh, I mean this parliament gets dissolved? Especially when you I have mean, a hung parliament. Exactly. All these people who have lost, I mean, if they have grievances against the party, uh, first of all, even without those grievances, I mean, we see uh, day in, day out, an empty chamber. I mean, uh, speaker struggling to get uh, um, a quorum. Now, with this uh, happening, I think this is going to have a very, very serious impact in terms of getting these people to cooperate uh, with the whip and, uh, and get parliamentary business done. Uh, the second, I think, um, is perhaps maybe the, the, the I mean, the, the, the longer term in terms of the experience uh, members not coming back to the House. I mean, that no party can legislate, but I mean, we've been saying over the years that I think the parties can have some gentleman agreement and look at what what is their agenda going forward and try to see whether internally they can have a family conversation and see which seats need to be protected and so on and so forth. And this is for both parties. So that's the second problem. But the much larger problem, uh, Evans, is, uh, is, you know, I mean, the, the fallout and the unity that uh, seems to be eluding the caucus uh, in parliament following... Uh, you know the the reshuffle. I mean that uh, that happened a few months ago. And as Haruna said, I mean they are human beings before they are politicians. And so I mean that's what most of us have been saying. You can reshuffle. The party has the prerogative to change its front bench and so on. But the manner in which you do it, I think, is what uh, can get people to come along with you. And there's a conversation and, you've introduced again that keeps coming up, which is parties must consider which MPs to protect. The retorts to that has always been that will be undemocratic. Will they not? Yes, I mean, indeed. I mean, that's why I said you can't legislate. But you see, it's, it's, it's a game of numbers and it's, uh, it's also a game where every party that goes into, I mean, the competition wants to wants to win power. So now, if, I mean, as we have seen over the years, I mean, you know, parties having their hands in terms of who they want, they, they, they usually would have, I mean, uh, their hands in terms of who they want, but they would not do anything to protect those uh, who, are, who are holding those seats. So that is, that is a challenge, uh, Evans. I mean, you can... You can you can uh, organize yourselves in such a way that, you know, we don't want a situation where, you know, like we saw with the second deputy speaker, we have seen with many, many other MPs. I mean, the party gets involved, doubles in, in, the, in the process. And in, in the end, I mean, the, the people would say, well, we want this person. Or the front is divided in the constituency and the party ends up losing completely. So, yes, undemocratic, but I think, uh, you know, they can have a conversation internally. I mean, this uh, discussion has been going on and on and on. We saw how uh, the majority leader has, I mean, had to, you know, 
uh, struggle in the last election. I mean, to I mean, even uh, you know, uh, hung on to his seat and many other experience and peace. Mm. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to you, sir. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Uh, Rashid Ramani there, uh, hitting on a few notes when it comes to MPs each time we have a primary or we go to a national elections in the uh, numbers that uh, fall by the wayside. Mm. Let's talk to the uh, party's own leadership in the House now. Well, that's majority majority side instead. I'm sure they are keenly watching this particular development uh, on the opposing side. We have the Deputy Majority Chief Whip, um, Habib uh, Idris, joining us uh, on the phone. We're grateful for your time here on Newsnight, sir. So I'm sure you've been watching, really. First off, to start with, uh, which of the defeats of this 17 MPs shocks you? the most um good evening and um i do sympathize with all the 17 that lost uh fine brains uh very much surprised um but not um was expected by the defeat of uh Kovna donko um if you look at what actually happened in parliament after the change of the leadership uh he was uh, outspoken who said what the party did was wrong. He was part of the 77 or so who petitioned that Muntaka Haruna and Avergi shouldn't have been changed. And then his relationship with Katie Hamon during the ministerial uh, voting was made clear. So such people were actually hunted, and it was expected that the NDC were coming after him. So I thought he could survive it, but um, he was unable. Um, a good experience um, hit a lot, especially in the Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament. About four of the members of that committee lost. Kovna uh, Donko being a member, the Losowa, who is the deputy ranking in the Edward Bauer, a very fine brain who actually been able to be very active in the committee and in Parliament. So all these things have happened, but um, we do sympathize with them, but it's actually going to affect a lot of things in Parliament, especially our colleagues from the other side, how they are going to put their numbers together when there is serious decision for them to be able to take, and especially committee work with the Mines and Energy Committee, because it is a key factor based on when you look at the NDC, when they were doing their reshuffle or their leadership, they said they are aware. Uh, the chairman said that they are aware that 2024 election, they are going to uh, be about the finance, about the energy sector and the housing sector. But now you have lost, uh, been able to hunt four of your key members uh, out of parliament. Mm. Does this play very well into the hands of uh, the NPP in parliament? Um, yes, we, the majority, we will not say we are happy that it has happened uh, because we will also be going for our election. But there are a number of uh, MPs on the other side that have lost. I think 17, and I think three of them uh, didn't contest at all. Averji uh, didn't contest at all, Avoka, and I think one or two others. So it means that about 20 or more of their members wouldn't be coming. But I wouldn't be surprised that um, independent candidates will spring up from these constituencies. Uh, when um, nominations are open for the Electoral Commission to conduct the 2024 election, I wouldn't be surprised. And these things are expected. But we, in the majority, we are not actually celebrating it. We are just putting our house in order and to be able to focus to prosecute government agenda. Okay. Well, we'll leave it here. Thank you so much. We'll see how it pans out when Parliament resumes. That's uh, the Tolong MP and Deputy Majority Chief Whip uh, in Parliament, Habib Idris, there.
And you're still live here on News 90, so enjoy 99.7 FM. And let's focus on another aspect of the primaries uh, this weekend, which is the story of uh, the aspirants uh, who were found to be inducing the delegates. A, a very blatant case has come up for criticism, Juliana Kinan Wasan, who was seen on in, in our videos that we had exclusively, uh, <laughs> just throwing cash to the delegates while the member of parliament for Nego Prampram in the Greater Accra region, Samuel George, is back in the decision by the special prosecutor to investigate that defeated MP aspirant for the draft, Sir Dumase, over that suspected case of corruption. Now, uh, Madame Wasan, according to a letter intercepted by George News, is one of the persons of interest for the uh, special prosecutor's actions during the opposition party's uh, presidential and parliamentary primaries. Now, the MP Aspran, who lost to the incumbent MP uh, Mohamedou Bawa Brahima, uh, was seen in this viral video, many of you have seen it, uh, you know, standing in his open-top vehicle and just throwing the cash. There is more in this report by Nana Wache Yadom, who saw it all unfold. Article 33, Clause 1 of the Representation of People Law 1992 provides that a person commits the offense of bribery if he or she makes a gift or provides something of value to a voter to induce the vote in a certain way. At the Ijra Sechodumase constituency, delegates rushed for cash as parliamentary aspirant Juliana Kinan Wasan shared money at the electoral grounds during her entry. Some delegates were seen receiving envelopes from agents of some candidates. Incumbent MP Bawa Brahma also shared knapsack spraying machines to delegates. This is a gift from Honorable Bawa Brahma. He said we should use it on our farms. We want to say a very big thank you to him. And we hope this primaries goes well for him as well. Communications officer of the NDC at the Ijra Sechodumase constituency, Abubakar Sadiq Osman, told Joy News candidates found culpable will face appropriate disciplinary action. It's actually against uh, the party rules. We have instructed all candidates to mindful of their, uh, the things they do that go to undermine the, uh, the quality of the process we kind of have here. So where we are now, I'm sure it will be very difficult for you to actually uh, kind of impugn the person because we're going for a contest. Any move to kind of uh, try to correct them now would look as if you're being biased towards the person. Well, we can now hear from the Ningo Pram Pram MP, Sam George, welcoming the decision of the OSP to investigate. Well, I'm in no position to direct the national executives on what steps to take. Mm-hmm. I believe that we've elected national executives as a political party to take such decisions. I have been, I've been elected as a member of, the, of parliament to represent the party in parliament. Mm-hmm. I will take decisions on that as a member of parliament. When it comes mm-hmm. to administrative decisions in the party, I think that the elected officers have that as their mandate. I mean, you never shy away from expressing your opinion. What would your opinion be on whether this should be investigated? Well, for me, the point I'm making is simple. It's their decision to make. But if anybody takes action that breaches our rules, be they as a party or the electoral rules of our country, it's only right that the necessary remedial administrative steps are taken and actions are taken. And, and this should actually help us strengthen our vetting procedure and vetting processes and, and, and be careful about the kinds of persons who we even declare to contest. Um, 
what are their motivations, what are their motives. And so I'm one who is a stickler for discipline, and I would maintain and insist that if anybody has fully filed our regulations, be they as a party or as the country, the right sanction should apply. Well, so it's not just Masi, that um, this particular uh, incident occurred. We are told about um, some delegates receiving monies. There were cases where uh, candidates packed vehicles with, with rice, amongst others, sharing uh, with people. But Nanaya Ojima also has a report from what transpired in Aswase. In a video that has gone viral on social media, Mohamed Muntaka Mubarak admits to paying an amount of 100 cities as transportation to delegates in previous primaries. He boasts the amount is the least paid in primaries, comparing it to that done by colleagues. It is love. It is not money. The highest I've ever given the delegate in my constituency. You can call and find out. It's 100 cities, and that was even the last one. The cost of transport, the lunch, and probably dinner. Even that, I was insisting I was going to give them fifty because it is not about paying people money. About 1,886 delegates were on the register for the Aswasi primary. It was being speculated the supporters burst to the ground by incumbent MP Mohammed Muntaka Mubarak received some cash in these buses. This was vehemently disputed by the MP who rather accused his opponent of vote buying. Nonetheless, delegates who were excited at the contest witnessed at Asawase confessed to receiving what they call motivation in the form of cash from candidates. Very interesting indeed. And as we've also been learning today, the mm-hmm. Office of the Special Prosecutor is also set to investigate claims of inducement and conflict of interest leveled against former President John Mahama, who won the presidential primaries. We know that statement that went out uh, just before the primaries that uh, we're going to get 40 CDs, I think, uh, for each delegate. It's also subject now of some of some probe. The Ghana Integrity Initiative They have a statement um, out and uh, thankfully we've been joined on the phone by Michael Buedi. He's a fundraising manager for GII. Thank you so much for joining us here on Newsnight, Mr. Buedi. So I see that you're condemning uh, this vote buying and financial inducement in the NDC primaries but the OSP has taken particular interest in this. Is that enough? Well, I think that it is not enough and let me say good evening to your listeners um, and good evening to you. Um, it is not enough um, just indicating that um, the the OSP is interested in the uh, case. We, you see, some of these interests have been expressed. We haven't seen resolution. We all admit that election, elections are becoming very expensive in this country, and it is... The anecdotal evidence to support the fact that because of the monetization of our elections, corruption is striving in this country. What we want to see is progress through the whole mile or length of the law so that if indeed some people are found on the wrong side of the law, then the law is made 
to discipline them. There should be deterrence. We are getting into 2024, and people, we are all anxious as to what is going to happen. Because let's not forget that the 2024 election, like all other elections, the stakes are high. And therefore, a lot of things will happen. And therefore, we say that this should be a test case so that we see what will happen. There are also contestation within doing the rounds that, well, the law regulating elections are for public elections. They're not for inter-party elections. We, what we want to say is that the expression that the OSP had indicated or made, let's see how that plays out. Then we will know what follows. But it is for us, the initial uh, invitation is good, but we want to see beyond the invi- uh, invitation. Some actions auction ought to be taken so that we can stop this vote buying and, and its impact on our elections. Okay, we're grateful. That's uh, Michael Bwedi, fundraising manager for the Ghana Integrity Initiative, joining us there on it. So the Ghana Integrity Initiative has also joined uh, this particular issue. But we're waiting uh, to see the outcome of the Office of the Special Prosecutor's Investigation. Let's do business now. George. Hi. The, the man who broke the news about the mm-hmm. pending uh, financial assurances that we're going to get also joins us. And we're expecting the executive board approval to come on mm-hmm. Wednesday? Well, the economists will say all other things being equal. It is the expectation that the board should approve Ghana's program <laughs> on Wednesday. And when they do that approval, immediately they will come with an approval of the first tranche of the IMF cash. And the Half of the three billion. Uh, that's about uh, 600 or 700 million dollars uh, should be approved to be disbursed. Uh, international transfers, procedures and all the rest. The money could hit Bank of Ghana's account maybe Friday or latest by Monday it should hit Bank of Ghana's account. Cash nabo, cash nabo. Well, there are a lot of things that come to the program. Conditionalities as well. Quite some interesting and tough times ahead for this economy. Well, even coming up in business, government expects about $1.2 billion in IMF cash disbursement for this year after the board approves the country's uh, program that is possibly this Wednesday. And the road transport operators announce a 10% reduction in transport fares beginning, that is, uh, this uh, Wednesday. May 17, 2023. We're getting you more details on that one. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Gonna pay and Alliance Life. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. 
son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Hello, CEOs. Are you ready? The 7th Ghana CEO Summit and Expo is here. The foremost business conference for over 500 topmost CEOs, heads of state, business leaders, and ambassadors to be held on the 22nd of May, 2023 at the Kempinski Hotel on the theme Economic Sovereignty, Sustainability, and Digital Industrial Transformation. New path for growth and prosperity. This impactful summit has attracted over 2,000 high-level dignitaries, including His Excellencies, President Nana Adudanko Ekufuado, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Dubaumia and ex-president John Mahama. Be enlightened with actionable perspectives, CEO performance strategies, strategic insights on the latest business trends through CEO masterclasses, plenaries, keynote, expert insights, and CEO peer networking sessions. Register to participate at ghanaceosummit.com. For inquiries, call 0546-391970 or 0244-687222. The Ghana CEO Summit and Expo is powered by Ghana CEO Network in partnership with Deloitte, Ministry of Public Enterprises, GIPC, SIGA, and the Multimedia Group, TCNC Supply. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two-story, four-bedroom detached houses at Ubuju Islegon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi Islegon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. So let's now settle uh, for the details. And even as news just come in, it suggests that the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, and that is the Ghana Road Transport Coordinating Council, they have jointly announced a 10% reduction in transport fares starting this Wednesday, 17th of May, 2023. Now, they say that this is in line with the reduction in prices of some petroleum products 
over the period. And that is what has influenced their decision to reduce prices of transport fares by 10%. That is this Wednesday, May 17, 2023. That's good news. Rarely do you see prices come down. So the transport fares Interesting. go down. The next big question is monitoring to yeah. ensure that the, yeah. the, the trotters and the taxis actually reduce their fares. Yeah. Yeah. And the indicators even suggest that prices of petroleum products could be coming down again from tomorrow. And therefore, they are saying that this would also affect the uh, share taxis, uh, intercity uh, transport, and also intercity and long distance as well. So the news is that they are going to reduce their fares by 10%. That is from this Wednesday. May 17, 2023. Now, government has indicated that it is hoping to get about $1.2 billion disbursed to the country that is this year under the IMF program. Now, this will be realized once it gets the IMF board to approve its program this week. Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam, disclosed this to Joy Business and yet to be at PM Express Business Edition. The first uh, tranche of disbursement uh, of 600 million uh, US dollars will start immediately. And so we are expecting that within a week or two, uh, that will uh, drop in, in, in our accounts. Uh, there will be the second tranche in, uh, uh, disbursement uh, after a successful review by November, December. And so this year alone, we are expecting some 1.2 billion uh, United States uh, uh, dollars. You can imagine what this will, will do to um, uh, our balance of payment position, what it will do to our budget, because there is budget support uh, in that as well. Uh, the remaining uh, amount will be dispersed in equal tranches mm. of $360 million uh, every six months mm. after a successful review. Mm. Okay. And so uh, the money will flow, and uh, we are very uh, confident that mm. uh, they, they will save the purpose uh, in bringing about macro stability. But at the same time, we are going to continue with the debt restructuring, mm. you know, because we have to bring our debt levels to sustainable levels, uh, 55% of GDP by 2020-28. And that is the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, speaking on a yet-to-be-heard interview on PM Express Business Edition. Now, Forex Bureau Peter said they expect the Ghana study to strengthen further in the coming days over the possible approval of the country's program with the IMF. The Ghana's Eurobond and the city has made some strong gains today after news that Ghana could get its first tranche of IMF cash by this Friday after the IMF program is approved. Dr. Alexa Pabli is Vice President of the Ghana Association of Forex Bureau Operators. Today we went to, to, to work and we, the race started and people started stripping into our bureaus and we realized that the, the price is just coming down. People, you know, for instance, today as, we, as, as I was speaking to you, we we're selling dollar 11.8, you know, point, you know point seven. So yes, uh, speculation has brought down the oh. rates once again. Ghanaian economy has been mostly driven by, you know, speculation, okay, which for me is very sad, okay, because speculation can be positive or negative, you understand, yeah. but uh, if the reality, if the reality happens, there is no doubt that, uh, you know, the rate will be coming down, the city will be, you know, uh, will be more powerful, you know, gain than, than us we are seeing now, and therefore, uh, the rates will come down. 
Vice President of the Ghana Association of Forex Bureau Operators, Dr. Alex Akpabli. Now, let's still stay on this subject because the economist Professor William Barbwating had told Joy Business that getting this program could result in a major turnaround for the economy. Normally, they'll just say that if you want to know what will happen in the future, look at what has happened in the past. So, not to take you so far, I mean, we were down the recession in the early 1980s. So, we had the IMF program. So, let's say the British Wood Institution came in. That's the economic recovery program and the structural adjustment. It has its own negative effects. There's no doubt about that. But at least we're able to recover. Mm -hmm. And since 1984, we had never recorded any negative growth as a country. Mm -hmm. So, when IMF comes in, it gives some, some kind of confidence to, the, to external creditors. It gives confidence to almost everybody. They become police on how we do things. And that will also make uh, policymakers and government conform, not to go, not, not to not minimize the excesses mm. uh, in terms of something that will bring the economy to its needs. So for the IMF coming in, I think it, it, it will give us the stability that we want. Economist uh, Professor William Barbwating. Now, mining service provider Engineers and Pliances has indicated that it is working hard to help improve the indigenous participation in the mining sector. This was revealed after the firm signed a $230 million Caterpillar Equipment Financing Agreement with Mansur Group of Dubai and Egypt. Engineers and planners maintain that the deal together with other initiatives should help maintain some strong capital in the industry going forward. Now, Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection is calling for more investment into information technology to increase the knowledge base of social and economic issues. The minister's call is coming as part of events to mark the International Day of Family that is today. Deputy Minister that is Francisca Ottenmensa maintained that this is key to have more young persons develop interest in tech education. She spoke at a walk and a town hall meeting in Tashi in Accra today. Technology has become an integral part of our everyday life as individuals and as families. From our smartphones to our computers and even our home appliances all have been built to fit our busy daily schedules and to function effectively. Popular video calling applications such as Skype, WhatsApp videos, FaceTime act as a huge communication medium for families to stay in touch. Even though the family members may not be physically present, these video calls allow them to be involved and participate in their celebration with everyone. That's all for business on News Night. Back to you, uh, Evans and MFA. And John, we are looking forward to Wednesday. Uh, you've been talking about this, about the expectation mm. that we may get the IMF executive board approval. The president himself has mm. also been expressing those same expectations. Okay. He's been speaking about this. Uh, listen to the president on that. Next Wednesday, the board itself will meet um, and find an approval to the Canadian So the, the sacrifices that the countries have to make this last year, the difficulties that we're going, the rebuilding and all that, we're going to see the beginning of the recovery. Because with the approval of the IMF, we're then in a strong position then to make other arrangements that will help our economy get back into a strong place. Already the business community, uh, they are looking forward to the money arriving and the executive board giving that approval. The Association of Ghana Industries already is looking forward to the money uh, coming 
hitting our account, providing a basis for businesses to thrive again. Listen to the Great Okara Regional Chairman of the AGI, uh, Chonam Akpalu. Well, so confidence improved over time. So all of these activities, the relief from IMF, uh, uh, means that the, the, they will contribute to improving the confidence in, in, the, in the business space. And what will be more interesting for us is when a decision is finally made, mm. because all of these are being done to ensure that we receive a favorable decision and the money actually trickle in. So th these are really good news and, and, and good time, except that we have to wait to see the money, because as it is now, we don't have timeline. Uh, we're not sure that if the, the next time the, the board is meeting, they will necessarily make a decision. So all of this, we, we can only we can only wait and, and, and pray that uh, we have a decision and the money finally uh, comes in. Because as it is now, uh, it's still quite hard for, for the private sector. So private sector already looking forward to the IMF executive board approval. Let's look forward now to sports. And Ms. Bao is here with details. Hello, Ms. Bao. Yes, hello, Ivan. So the Ghana Premier League side, Dreams FC, qualify for their first ever cup final after defeating Division 1 side Sky FC in the semifinal of the MTN FA Cup at the Dr. Kwamiche Complex over the weekend. Now, uh, the moment, however, the club uh, battling relegation in the Ghana Premier League, where they are lying 16th with 38 points, one point outside the relegation zone. And head coach of the side has been speaking after the, that game, which they won over the weekend, and insisting that he would do all he can to ensure that the team escape the drop. Well, I told you from the beginning that playing uh, a lesser to the top is very difficult. I told you, I didn't hide it. I know I win, but I find it very difficult, and this is what has happened. So, me winning today, as you said, uh, uh, has motivated me to fight for the cup. But I wasn't surprised the way they played. You understand me? Because the sense of purpose in their game was not there. But they, they, were, they were trying to do some anti but we were here to qualify. So when you see that we were playing, we were more on that offense when we were the ball more than them. They hold the ball more. They felt the ball more. But we look at the way we go. Pa, 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 then we are there. They beating us, they make history. We beating them that netting. You understand me? So I told my boy, let's go in to get what we wanted and we'll try to contain them. They will take them on counter. So look at they will be going. You understand me? So so to me, our game plan worked to perfection. Going to the finals is a big plus to the club. And myself, it also improved my CV. So escape relegation is normal. And I'll do it, inshallah. Congratulations, coach. Thank you very much. Do Karim Zito, head coach for Dreams FC over there. Well, thank you very much, Musbao. And it was a rainy and very wet Monday morning and some parts of the capital were left flooded um, following the torrential rains that lasted well over four hours. My colleague Carlos Canoni has been out and about report from Glyphe in the Ablikuma West Municipality. Now, the rain which started a little over 6.30 a.m. Monday morning as forecasted by the Ghana Meteorological Department actually lasted well over four hours. Now, apart from impeding the movement of many commuters in the capital, 
houses and businesses sited in low-lying areas in Accra, like Glyphi and its environs, experienced varying levels of floods. Now, for some resident here at Glyphi in the Ablekuma West Municipality of the Greater Accra region, the flood situation has become an annual ritual after every downpour. Every time, it is raining for small, you can see uh, this, this situation we're going to pass with because of the gutters. If you can see this gutter hindered here, yeah, it, it came to this side. So anytime the rain falls, we have these problems. At it, it, if you say what you can see is small. If it rains here like this, we suffer. Today like this, people we we couldn't go out because we have stuck in the water. The cho- the, the kids didn't go to school because of the rain. Uh-huh. We we also me myself I couldn't come out because there is a, the place all the place is watery. We cannot come out. Many were seen scooping flood waters from their rooms. However, following the unfortunate drowning of nine school children in a nearby community of Fana, residents here at Glyphe say they fear their kids could drown in the many stagnant waters in the community. There are some children around here. If they are going to school, normally they pass this side. They can fall into the water if they are dressed up going to school. Or even if people are saying they can put their food inside, even you can even fall into the water if you are going to work or if you are, if you are passing. They say, "Uncle, I'm not going to move." If you are moving back, I'm not moving. Don't you know? I'm not matching so no. No matter how much you try, slap by say, "I'm be boy, I'm slow so, I'm be sure how many." I have no idea how to treat Jansi. It's I'm I'm born modern. No be sure how many. Now, Uncle, I'm not going to school. I'm not moving now. This is we are not sure We want the authorities to help us, as the kids will die. Among the among us, mm, so we are we are begging for the government to come and help us. Well, so that was the situation in Inglife today. And Evans, how long can you cook? Um, how long? Um, five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Oh yeah. Can you, can you? So you can't go beyond five minutes, can you? No, I mean when I was in the UK, I was cooking for longer hours. You know because thank I had to God it's just cooking that you can just cook for five minutes. No, I can cook for far longer. Now far five longer. minutes, but back in the day, I could go for two hours just cooking just cooking yes cooking variety of dishes two that will hours. last me a month <laughs> okay well uh hilda bassi i'm sure you've heard about her uh she's uh you know a social media icon culinary dynamo um, dynamo amongst others and she's been cooking after 3 p.m 96 hours she's already uh, broken mm-hmm. uh, the world record uh, for cooking we know that the previous record was set by an indian chef lata tundan in 2019 and he cooked um, his record is at 87 hours 45 minutes and zero zero seconds and well um, he, she's hoping to go 100 hours and there's a lot of talk about it on social media lots of massive support also for her uh, in nigeria but michael papania shale has been monitoring as one of the comments on twitter joins us in studio oh, what are people saying well mfrs it's quite an interesting one but let's start with what guinness world record so one person alexander de graft the great i beg your pardon tweeted as guinness world records that have mm-hmm. they seen this so his comment says why is guinness world record not showing or talking about here this cookathon well can't see anything on their pages and he lists all of them then well, he gets a response earlier yes. guinness tweeted earlier that they've yes. seen it but they have to yes. verify it yes exactly and, and, and quotes from it. guinness world record like you said mm-hmm. where he says we are aware of this amazing record attempt we need to review all the evidence first before officially confirming a record. But on the comments that have come following this, interestingly, Ghanaians seem to be 
I mean, claiming her. Well, from her name, it suggests that she's Nigerian. And you have Asiedu Menzu, one of Ghana's influencers, says that, well, we are waiting. She made Ghana proud and put a Ghana flag there and with two hats there. Yes, and you can imagine what the Nigerian says. There's one from Abdul. He says, make Una stop this play. Uh, but I thought we were brothers and sisters. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah. for this. Because Ghanaians <laughs> don't seem to be saying they were we are, we yeah, sister. something streaming and some were cheering it on. <laughs> Officially counting down. Yeah, we're almost there. Uh, People very excited for her indeed. Uh, Do you want to take up that challenge? No, I can't. Okay, but how many hours? I can do two hours. How many hours can you do? It's cooking, eh? Yes. Okay, we'll see. I can. I think I can go like five hours, ten hours. You Should think, we try? You're not sure. Oh, cooking. Okay. I can. I can. I'm looking for a cooking <laughs> proverb for you, but I'm struggling. <laughs> Shall we ask ABA Fuseni? Of course. Okay. Don't be in a hurry to count your, your chickens before the eggs hatch. Because you could be mistaken. You count eggs as chicken. If a lion is found of patronizing the marketplace, they will treat it like a puppy. When the horse joins the race, the donkey will be seen as the ass that it is to smoke the dust of the horse. <laughs> but when an elder is in the house, the grain will not be allowed to be soaked by the rain. So a man who has died in the market, you don't need to announce his funeral. <laughs> They're saying that you must first have head before you can chew corn. You see, first you have to chase away the hyena before you blame the goat. It's been said, uh, you don't show an indigen the way to his house. Mm-hmm. The testicle that will degenerate into hernia, it will be spotted from the very first day in the sense. If I everything that in the country had gone up except the height of the president. <laughs> and, and we're really going to miss ABF Hussaini's uh, proverbs on the floor of parliament and in media interviews because he yeah. lost his parliamentary primary as oh, well. Dear. It's the saddest one for me. Well, if you see a pregnant goat in the market, it means there's a pregnant problem at home. And he had a big pregnant problem that he couldn't solve in the primary. <laughs> Unfortunately, he lost. And that's how we wrap up tonight's edition of News Night. We have That's My Opinion coming up next. Yes, Obatampada. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Obatampada. The day for Obatampada. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, join Nanan with his team on Obatampada. Yes. Mother's Day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>